0: What wobbly, wobbly bomb!
1: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for video games. Hot dog number one hundred forty-seven. Yep. It's a podcast about video games. About video games. Guys, yeah, how's it going? Homestar Runner was updated
0: no shit weird right it was good it was funny I nearly watched it I watched cool tapes (laughs) yeah
1: Riff went to Homestar Runner and then just watched cool tapes again because that's just that's his morning ritual that's the kind of guy he is constitutional yeah so that was good it was a it was a good April Fool's uh, thing and uh, content it it makes me sad because it was still super fucking funny like gosh I just wish those guys were doing that
2: did you play the text adventure version of Gunpoint
1: I didn't. No. Oh,
2: it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not that good, but you should you should definitely check it out anyway.
1: Was it on uh was it on pentadact.com?
2: Oh not gunpoint, sorry. Um
1: shit. Uh super hot? Super hot, yes. Oh, that was a thing you posted about. Yeah, sorry. Well what the fuck, Tom, why didn't you make a text adventure version of Gunpoint? Yeah,
2: now now I kinda want that
1: as well.
0: There is an April Fool's joke in uh, Dark Souls 2, apparently the devs put down a, a summoning sign for one of the popular NPCs from the previous game. But if you tried to actually summon him, it didn't work.
1: Ha. Huh. Was it, was it Solair? Yeah. I think Solaire is the only popular NPC from Dark Souls one. I think maybe that guy helped me kill a gargoyle. Hmm. Uh what have you guys been uh, what have you guys been up to? We're we're in a weird spot here where Riff and I are in, in Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, in the weird cave studio and uh Kevin is by himself in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. I'm You're a- never alone in San Francisco. I was
2: gonna say I was home
0: alone.
1: <laughs> but uh but that's
0: in, that that happens in New York. Does it? I think so. Doesn't the it? The
1: second one is lost in New York. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure in the third one he is wherever uh, the cell takes place.
0: That's the one where he dies from bees. No,
1: I think it's inside Vincent D'Onofrio's imagination, the actor, not the character. Isn't doesn't he, he become plays. evil and he's like he has like a brother who's super evil?
2: Uh
1: well he Yeah, that's the plot of The Good Son, right? Like there's one really evil son <laughs> right. and then one really really evil son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so all, it's just, all like, it's
2: just about moral relativism. That's what that is. Yeah, the whole
1: movie is them just like sort of trying to outdo each other by how shitty and terrible the things that they do are.
0: So, like, goofus and Gooficer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Ah, man. How's San Francisco, Kevin?
2: It's all right. Uh, I, I played some board games with some friends. I played, I was, I was there. You for were still that there. Episode. Yeah. So this is, this is not news to you. But we played, uh, we finally got to play that Ultimate One Night, or One Night Ultimate Werewolf, or whatever. Uh, which is rad. That is a great, great party game. It's a... Uh, are you familiar with this game, Riff?
3: No. You know okay, Werewolf. So it's like Werewolf. Okay.
2: Right? So Werewolf is that game where people are assigned roles, they're secret, and they're either sort of on the, the villager side or the werewolf side, and they, like, close their eyes and werewolves kill one of the villagers and then they talk about they like open their eyes and everybody like talks about who they think the werewolves are they vote and they kill somebody and they find out if it was a villager or a werewolf that kind of thing
1: <clears throat> i don't actually know how werewolf works it's native. it's like that it's like sure
2: you, did you ever play mafia it's the same thing no, it's just no
1: i never i've never played any of these except the modern like sort of published board game versions uh, of them oh, like oh. the resistance or coup or whatever but so one night werewolf everybody gets a role There is a bunch of stuff that happens that results in roles changing and knowledge changing and or being wrong. And then you argue for a certain period of time. And then there is a voting round and you kill one person. Yeah. And if that person is a werewolf, the villagers win. And if it's a villager, the werewolves win. And that's how the game works. Yeah. And 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 it is rad. Yeah.
2: You don't know. You don't necessarily know when you're arguing whose side you're on. (laughs)
1: Like, you know who you were at the beginning of the night, right? Like, you get you get assigned an identity, and then, like, what are the identities? There are some villagers who are just nothing, right? Mm-hmm. There are two werewolves. There are two masons who are, who are villagers. They know who each other are, but nobody else does. Okay. Right. So there's exactly the same number of masons as werewolves. So the two masons will conspire in a way that looks a lot like the way that werewolves would conspire,
2: and there there's also there's a the same minion a minion is a villager who is on the side of the werewolves and they have like a special sort of win condition they want yeah they like want if to get the killed. villagers
1: kill the minion the werewolves also win yeah um there is a hunter who if the villagers kill the hunter the hunter gets to kill one other person and if that other person is a werewolf then the villagers win yep um there is the Tanner who is like suicidal. Yeah, super. So super he depressed. wins if he convinces the villagers that he's a werewolf. Mm. Uh, uh there is there is the the drunk. <laughs> okay, well that yeah, let's let's do it. so. You have these identities, and there are also three identities in the middle of the board. Yes. Right. That are just people who also live in the town, but none of the players are. The seer can either look at any other player's identity or two of the cards in the middle to know two of who's not. In play, okay. Um, But the the, there's a robber who swaps identities with somebody, and then gets to look at and then gets to to look at who they are now. There is a drunk who randomly swaps his identity with one of the center ones, and doesn't get to look. He doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a troublemaker. There's one more. There is the troublemaker who swaps any two other identities without knowing what they are yeah huh. so you end up with this situation where you're trying to figure out both a kind of weird order of operations puzzle and a who's lying huh. puzzle it's so fun interesting there's an iphone app that like recites all the things that you're supposed to do so you don't have to have somebody oh, running cool.
2: it. there is an insomniac who if you're the very last thing is if you were the insomniac at the beginning of the evening you get to look at your card and see what you are at the end of the night <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you know if you've changed. Yeah. Cool.
2: Um, and it's just rad. It's just like, because you don't necessarily know what's on the board because of the three in the middle. So, like, there might not be any werewolves, for example. That's entirely possible.
0: Have you, did you ever hear that story about one of the original werewolf games played at one of the popular fantasy game cons where the, the guy running the game put no werewolves in the deck? So the villagers were just fighting over who they were going to kill.
1: Did he do it on purpose? as like a social you,
0: experiment? Maybe I've got it backwards. Maybe he put it all werewolves. I don't remember anymore.
2: No, all werewolves wouldn't work because they would all they would all know, open their eyes.
0: Werewolves know who oh, each other are, right? right. Yeah, that's right. The werewolves know. Okay, so yeah, it the, was just all villagers. No, he did it on purpose as a prank.
1: Is the idea that the werewolves know who each other are because they go out at night in like a bacchanal orgy? <laughs> yes. Are there always, so like in a game of regular ass werewolf, uh, regular ass werewolf.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just the ass. It's just
1: terms, the ass yeah. that ter- when you moon someone, <laughs> <laughs> your ass, when you moon someone, your ass is all hairy. Uh, in, a, in a game of werewolf where there's like 15 people playing, how many werewolves are there?
0: Oh. I always heard two werewolves, but I don't know if it scales up to 15 or not.
2: It, I think it is some proportion of the number of people that you have playing.
1: I don't Does, remember what it is. I mean, are there... Ver- I mean, I'm sure that there are, but, like, it, not in recent developments. Were there originally, like, weird other roles in werewolf games?
0: Sometimes. I mean, the the very, very basic one is just... The, the very original one was just...
1: Was, was, was Mafia, actually.
0: Uh, oh, well, okay, yeah.
2: And then I think Werewolf came after that, as far as I know.
1: Because I find myself wishing... Like, I feel like the game would be more fun for me without the minion hmm. in it. Like, I kind of don't like the Resistance Avalon as much as I like the Resistance because once you get to the point where there's all these weird extra things to keep track of, it rapidly, like, gets yeah, outside of my ability to keep a sort yeah. of a social and and truth web in my head.
2: Well, but that's kind of cool, right? Like, once if it's too complicated for anybody to ever be sure, then it's more of a game. And if it's, especially with a 10-minute time limit, which is something that they enforce in the one night thing just to keep the game moving along it's it becomes it's sort of like that like Benatfari's speed chess the individual matches are not necessarily all that compelling what's fun is playing it over and over again with the same people and developing like a meta game as you start to learn about how people
0: like those portray guys who themselves. play uh, rock paper scissors and tournaments
1: is there like, has the same guy ever won that tournament two years in a row? I
2: don't know. I thought I read something about people, there, there definitely being some skill to it. Like, some ability to predict what your opponent is going to do.
0: Yeah, and what, what they're... And it's like you have to play multiple rounds in a row and try and determine how your, how your opponent is going to...
2: Change up, react,
0: yeah, how they're going to change their strategy based on what they saw you do in the first round and that kind of thing. It's the sort of it's weird because it's the sort of game where it's completely random unless you start overthinking it, at which point. It sort of develops the potential for strategies.
1: Hey, speaking of which, I'd like to give a shout out to our friends on the Overthinking It podcast. <laughs> uh, on my uh, on my drive back from San Francisco to Phoenix, I stopped for the night in L.A. and had uh, some dinner and some drinks with Overthinking Its Own Matthew Rather, and uh, it was a lovely time. Nice again. Overthinkingit.com. dot com. They never talk about video games. <laughs>
0: is that a rule or Sometimes is it just no, never
1: sometimes they talk about video
2: games. They're, it's they're not he, they're not the huge video games Yeah. So, well,
0: I mean
1: a couple of them are, but they don't they're more uh, they're more like academics and more interested in they're more into musical theater than they are video games. Well, I but they like to talk about good. movies and and yeah, musical theater. Books, <laughs> uh, the scores of musical theater. Speaking of the The o- book is a part of a play.
0: Speaking of the overthinking of things, I joined a, a NOMIC game recently. Oh,
1: on, is it on Reddit? On
0: Reddit, yeah. Describe NOMIC. NOMIC is a game where the fundamental aspect of the game is that the players are creating the rules for the game as they're
2: playing. It does not start with a win condition, as I recall.
0: Correct. Usually it does not. It, it, sometimes you'll, it depends on the rule set that you begin with. Let me start at the beginning. So basically the way Anomic works is that you start out with a very thin framework of rules that usually only consists of here's how you propose a new rule and how and here's how people vote on a proposal. And maybe there will be a very very simple win condition like on your turn you roll a d6 and that's how many points you get and whoever Gets to a first wins, hmm. but but usually on on internet games that gets that gets omitted. So the game starts out with people proposing like uh, procedural rules, like modifying and and improving the structures by which rules are created and how they're organized and how data is collected and stored. And then once you get a good framework for how the the game. The game for how the metagame works, then people start adding rules for like an actual game game within it. Like now I'm going to propose that there are that this is a fantasy kingdom named whatever and there is a castle in it. And people vote, okay, sure, now we've got a fantasy world with a castle and somebody else makes a vote or makes a proposal to vote on that has to do with dragons or whatever
1: or this game takes place on a chessboard. yeah or
0: some something each
1: player is represented by a token yeah
0: like exactly and so as as these rules as rules get passed the game becomes more and more complicated very gradually as you go and sometimes there's uh depending on the on the particular flavor of nomic like how how excited people are about rules lawyering as opposed to just sort of game construction there might be rules like if a player managed to get a proposal passed that causes a fundamental contradiction in the rules such that the game is now unplayable that person wins and things like that
1: is this was mornington crescent anomic
0: uh, there was a Mornington Crescent NOMIC that I played in. It's not originally a NOMIC. Uh, originally, it was a, a recurring sketch on a comedy radio show.
1: So it was about like the a game board game equivalent of no Number, number wing. wing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and, and Mornington NOMIC was, uh, was a a was an attempt to sort of formalize actual rules for this game that has no actual rules.
1: So how many play- – I mean – you're playing it on Reddit? Mm-hmm. How many people are in the game?
0: Uh currently there's I'm going to guess somewhere between 8 and 12 active players. The the player list has maybe 2 dozen people on it, but they're they're not all. Does Reddit really
1: support in. that? Is it I mean is it the conversations are threaded, but are mm-hmm. they are they in order by turns? Can, they, is there a view that you can use that better supports?
0: You can you can you can sort them. You can sort the threads by date of creation or by hotness. And I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what hotness is. It seems to be that a thread goes up in hotness as more people post to it, but it's it's not like a thing where it's not like a forum like a web forum where a thread bumps. Oh up wait, at the is top. the game
1: a subreddit and the individual yes. moves are posts? Yes. Okay, so it's not like comments in a post no, no, are the individual it's, it's moves. Uh, okay. So that makes more sense because yeah. I mean then you just have the you just have the top level sorting tools mm-hmm. to use and by default it will show you the most recent move. Yeah.
2: I think they just have thermometers on different parts of the server and whichever
1: <laughs> Oh, oh, okay.
2: whichever post is in the the hottest part of the server just rises to the top.
1: I think it's in the cloud, so it might be whichever the parts of whichever parts of the cloud are above a volcano <laughs> at that moment.
0: But yeah, that's um, the subreddit is called the nomic, if anyone listening is uh, thinks that sounds interesting. Is
1: that a thing you can hop into?
0: Yeah, it's it's still pretty early days. So uh, I mean there's there we're up to maybe like 22, 24 rules in the rules Do you set, is there like most a... of them are just procedural.
1: Is there like a poll system that you use to vote on rules?
0: Um, we there is a there is a bot set up that whenever somebody makes a makes a thread for a proposal, they like preface it with like brackets prop brackets, and then the bot identifies that as being a proposal, and it makes a post in that thread that just says ballot, and then everyone can can vote by replying to that ballot with either for or against. Okay, and then like the mods take care of of watching to see you know when enough votes have been cast that this either passes or fails.
1: It's like a weird sort of, it's like a logicians blank white cards.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a kind re- of. logician or uh, or rules lawyers blank white cards. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Well,
1: What have I been doing? Yeah, what have you been doing? Video games. Nothing.
0: Mm.
1: I've been rearranging objects in my house, sorting them by size.
2: Yeah, did you, like, (laughs) drop a... You dropped a box of toothpicks? I did. (laughs) By... by, Oh,
0: that's... uh, So you're a vampire. By weight. You spilled that rice on the floor. What? Uh, There was one one of the lesser known fables about vampires is that you can you can mess them up by throwing some rice on the floor because they're all really OCD and they have to stop and count the grains of rice.
1: Huh. Is that why you throw rice at weddings so vampires, so vampires. don't attack the bride yeah. and groom? Exactly. Okay. okay. That's... So are birds that like the opposite I have no of idea. vampires?
0: <laughs> birds are opposite vampires, I guess maybe. Well, no,
1: birds are... Okay, birds are employed by vampires to clear out rice yes. from places. Yes. Vampires invented birds as a way of... <laughs> See, this is why we need the Crimson Guard. <laughs> um, but no, I've just been moving things. I'm trying to kind of rearrange some space in the house so that so that Emily has more room to put her junk places. And uh, I have a lot of containers filled with things. I have a lot of shelves and drawers. and So one of the things that happened is I accumulated a bunch of stuff and then I moved into a house that was way bigger than I needed for all of the stuff that I had. And so... I was able to accumulate a lot more stuff without generating any clutter mm. because there's so much built in storage, but now it's all full of garbage.
2: Like have you have you just been keeping garbage. all of the garbage that you've been generating
0: for over yeah, the years? Yeah, because I mean, I don't want to
1: pay the city. Like, the, wh-
0: okay, like, you got a whole room that you're what is not using. You might as well have a garbage room. Okay.
1: Communist Russia. Like, why do I? Why do I have to pay to have my garbage hauled away?
2: Actually, that's a good point. I never really thought about it, but hoarders might just be really considerate people who don't want other people to have to deal with their garbage.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Well, until they die under a pile of it. Okay. has to do. It. I mean, I guess the really nice hoarders are the ones who have a dead man switch attached to a arson machine inside their house. <laughs> so as soon as their heart stops beating, oh, it's just, just... like
0: an eon flux.
1: Okay. <laughs> in the in the the cartoon, yes. the shorts version of it or the uh, long version of it, which wasn't as good.
0: I believe it was the shorts version of okay. it. There's there's one of them that continues after she dies, and you see like her face lights up on a control panel and then the, her apartment gets burned down.
1: That seems like a thing from the shorts that like, I thought she died um, several times. She died at the the end of every one of the the short ones. yeah. Yeah. But the long form ones, does she still like, I thought they kind of made it into it. Like it had words and stuff and wasn't as good when they made the long version of the, the,
0: um, yeah. Well, there were like three versions. There was the, Theres the shorts version where the shorts all chained together into a single story. and then there was a shorts version where the shorts where none of the shorts were connected to each other. And so, in the first version, she only died at the end of that story. Um, okay. But in the in the sh- in the the second version, she died at the end of each short. And there was the a...
1: Salute Your Shorts version where she went to camp.
0: Right, and th- and those those two versions were the Liquid Television ones. And then eventually, she had her own half hour series, and that was the one where she started talking and stuff.
2: And then there was the live action movie.
0: Right, I haven't actually seen that. That one, it was all right. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, but you like everything
2: terrible. Like I was expecting it to be super bad and it was only
1: well no super regular bad, is a different, bad. different movie. <laughs> I thought Eon Flux was super bad. Fuck me, right? <laughs> That's a super bad meme. Well, have you guys been playing any video games? Like the Eon Flux video game.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be pretty rad actually if there was such a thing.
1: I mean, in a video game you always <clears throat> die at the end.
0: Mm-hmm, true. Possibly several times.
2: I played some uh vamp and lamp or lamp and vamp depending on how you want to which at it. of
1: the two things on the screen you look at yeah
2: 'Cause the game title says one and the uh the browser window says the other. So, you know, it's I sort figured... of like
1: the classic REM uh REM album Fables of the Reconstruction or of the Reconstruction Fables. of the Fables, depending yeah. on which way you read it.
2: Well or it just keeps wrapping around, right? Fables of the Reconstruction yeah. of the Fables. Except of the in catalogs
1: it's just called Fables of the Reconstruction. <sighs>
2: well that just ruins I know. everything. Oh, yeah, you gotta sheet.
1: put Yeah. Oh man, you know what they should have done? They should have had it listed twice, REM Fables of the Reconstruction and then R period E period M period Reconstruction of the Fables. Huh. Cuz it was always you often could find in a list of albums two different REM sections depending on whether they how, punctuated yeah, whether it. they punctuated it or how it was alphabetized.
2: Uh so and Lamp is a it was a procedural death jam game uh, it, it won first place in that jam um, and it is apparently very similar to hoplite which is a game that I have not played um, but adds, it's very
1: it's very evocative of hoplite I don't know that I would call the gameplay similar okay it, it's it's similar
2: you're I mean you're moving around on a hex grid uh, in vampire lamp you are a vampire and there are a bunch of villagers uh, sort of searching for you with with uh, flashlights basically and
0: they do you mean lamps
2: uh yeah well the the priests have lamps the villagers have flashlights (laughs) you're a mummy and the villagers have flashlights yeah um and so like they they're moving around and facing a particular direction and if you are near one of them in the darkness you can bite them
0: um oh so it's like the opposite of uh uh of what what's that uh that iOS game we really liked that the Papers Please guy made Helsing's something Helsing's, Helsing's Fire. Fire yeah
2: was that that was Lucas that was Pope the
0: Papers Please guy yep Lucas Pope huh.
2: mm-hmm. whoa I did not know that huh that's fascinating um, yeah, I only found
0: that out recently
2: yeah so it's I mean there's so there is a, it is evocative of Helsing's Fire as well which is kind of interesting um, and it gets more and more complicated as you play there's like more. Uh, characters on the screen and then they introduce these priests which have a shorter range but uh it's the three um hexes in front of them is where the light is shining so it's like harder to approach them um and then yeah they
1: have like cone vision yeah Their, their cone of vision is twice as wide as a normal villager
2: and then the um then there's these like glowing fire orbs that are just surrounded by light so you can't actually ever approach them or kill them Um, which are, but their movement pattern is a lot easier to deal with. So
1: I played five or six games of it and I could never anticipate whether I was going to die after making a move or not.
2: So there's a bunch of rules to it and I, I don't know all of them. Like I do not know yet what precedence uh, an individual little villager has over other villagers in terms of who moves first but I do know exactly how each villager moves. Uh, the guys, the, the regular villagers always turn right. Uh, and the priests always turn left. And then the little glowing spirit things always just turn around. Um, which gives you a, a lot of predictive power over how our things are going to go. And then there is probably some simple rule that I just haven't noticed about who goes first, because it's, it's not as simple as like all the priests go. And then all the villagers it's, it might be like top to bottom or something left to right i don't know
1: i just you have this bat ability that lets you jump one hex basically right. every time i use that ability i land and instantly die and i don't understand why
3: hmm.
2: are you doing it while you are in in the um the the light like to get out of the light yeah maybe yeah so if you do that and you're within range of the priests they will throw their
1: like holy water at you and do a ton of damage Um... So, if you were in the light at the beginning of your turn? Yeah. So, I mean, like, basically, if you ever get in the light, you're fucked.
2: No, because if you turn into fog, they don't even notice you. Oh. So, fog is... Fog is more useful than the bat, uh, in a lot of ways, but... It damages you, or it costs
1: life every turn. So, it's a little resource-intensive. You know, I take it back, Kevin. You shouldn't play Hoplite, because... I think that you will play it obsessively until you get all the achievements. Until I die. Yeah.
0: That's one of the achievements. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Play Hoplite until you die. Thanks, Stanley Parable. Um, I can everything.
2: I continued to play a little more 2048, uh, and then I read that really long uh, sort of development post that uh, Asher and Greg posted sort of like going through a lot of their thought process on the game and talking a little bit about... Or sorry, because they made threes, which was then um, copied into 1024, and then that was sort of copied into 2048, which then went viral for no obvious reason. Um, so, and that like it's been interesting watching the the community reaction to that because people are upset that that 2048. Is effectively a clone and it's so popular in the zeitgeist without sort of referencing where it came from
0: yeah I mean the rules are slightly different in a way that makes it a little easier yeah it's definitely more more accessible accessible. yeah Yeah.
2: and it's also free and on the web right which is a, a huge accessibility bonus as well so I mean like it's free for anybody to play as long as they have the internet right
1: i mean it's sort of a problem with like discovering some elemental thing that is really compelling mm-hmm. right like the the discovery is the hard thing right like them making threes the process of iterating on different ideas and arriving at threes was all of the work of that, and once they made that discovery, it is trivial to make that game. They spent like, a you could long, just sit down...
2: long time just just sort of trying to figure out the aesthetics yeah. of it.
1: Yeah. That was fascinating. No, I mean, it's it like it took a ton of work to arrive at that, and then no work at all to copy it, which is just I think a testament to how kind of I mean, I'm just to say the word elemental again, like how elemental that is as a thing, and and it's like it's this combination of like being one of the greatest things that you can do as a game designer is like make Tetris, mm-hmm. right? But the reason that that the reason that Tetris is so compelling was like, well, fuck, why didn't anybody think of this before? Like, obviously, this is a game, right? And so it's uh, like I have I have complicated feelings about the idea of cloning games being like
2: yeah I mean it's not like threes invented th- that game style either right like yeah, there's a yeah. there was a Japanese coin puzzle
1: game that oh, was yeah. money puzzle a- money, money puzzle, puzzle. exchange yeah. yeah it's yeah but i like it's gross like it makes me sad that so many people are making a bunch of money off of this because they just made a copy that happened to take off oh the the twenty forty eight thing yeah I mean if that's even happening like I don't know the app store the app store is filled with this bunch of it gross, was it is it,
2: it was the number one. Free app and it had ads in it, so I think it's probably making at least a little money.
0: I mean, I am less i uh, i i am i am not even particularly upset about 2048 at all because they they didn't just wholesale copy the game. They made adjustments to the rules in a way that they thought made the game a little better, and I kind of agree. I enjoy twenty forty eight more than I like threes, hmm. so it's not like some some dip who puts uh, a complete clone of Flappy Bird on Xbox Indie Arcade or whatever you know yeah
1: i don't i don't agree with you that 2488 is better than 3 but i believe that that's a thing that somebody can believe you know mm. i mean it, it's just like what 3s wasn't free right No, it's like a couple bucks yeah i mean it's the gross thing like it's a gross story right like the fact that somebody makes a free copy of a thing that took a lot of work to like discover how to make it in the first place and then the person who made the free one uses like gross free-to-play bullshit that those guys would probably be ethically opposed to doing to make a bunch of money instead of those guys the guy and the guy
2: that made the clone just open sourced the software he's just some italian 19 year old kid right and then Because it's open source, there were all of these other variations on it, and then also some people were like, "Oh well, shit! I'll just take this and make an iOS app, right?"
1: Like, but did he not? I mean, he didn't do it, right? But if it's if he, I mean, you can't be mad at somebody for taking your open source software and altering it, right, or doing something with it. And if you say like, he's not, I don't think he's upset at all. Sure, yeah, okay. I I mean, I don't know. That was the wrong. That was the wrong thing. That was the wrong thing to say. Like. It is important to me that you think about the world in a way that you don't want to react to something like this by trying to say, make it so the patent system prevents software clones from being a thing, right? Because you don't want that. Like when Glee does that thing with Jonathan Colton's song, it pisses everybody off because everybody loves Jonathan Colton and nobody likes ABC, Mm -hmm. right? But you can't. You wouldn't be mad if Jonathan Colton had found some creative common song that somebody else did and then recorded a version and made a bunch of money off of it because the person that did it put it out there for that to be done, right? And the problem with threes is that they didn't say, here's our, here's our product. It's free. The world can just have it. But it was such a simple thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it was so... Like elegant in what it ended up being after all of the work that was put into it, and so just comprehensible that it was very easy to make a copy of. Mm -hmm. And you need that in order for progress to get made. And it, the fact that it sucks when.
0: That's how we got Ms. Pac Man, and that started as an unauthorized clone. Yeah.
1: It sucks. It sucks when gross things happen to people that are really likable. Mm Right. You know? But it's like, what are you going to, what are you going to do about it? Like, that's, it has to be like that. I mean, it's like, if you want free speech, you're going to have to put up with assholes.
2: I mean, and they're I feel like the, at least in that long, that long thread where they talked about it, they were, they were sort of in a mixed emotional state, right? It was, this doesn't feel awesome, but what are you going to do? You know, like <laughs> it's, it's just the, the way things happen, you know?
1: I mean, have they have they weighed in on the, the cloning stuff at all? We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Because they seem like they would probably be pretty zen about it. I, I think they are sad, but
2: the people around them are more upset than they are, I think. <laughs> right? Because sure. it's like they see their friends getting kind of screwed or whatever, or not recognized, and that's where the, the outroar, the outroar, the uproar, yeah, it's a, that's outrage a <laughs> comes from.
1: I mean, I just, like... I think everybody should, we should all just be a bunch of little Zach Barths about this, right? <laughs> like, Zach Barth made Infiniminer, Minecraft was a clone of Infiniminer, basically. I mean, he I had mean, he had like, stopped working on Infiniminer yeah, before. Exactly. Like, and 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 he is, like, a bunch of people on the internet are probably like, well, fuck you, you made a gajillion j- dollars just cloning Infiniminer. But, like, Zach Barth looks at it and is like, nah, that's fine, you know, I mean, that's... That's how the world works, hmm. and what like I don't want it to be different than it is, so yeah, sure, I wish I had a billion dollars, but like whatever,
2: why are there so many uh zachs in video game development?
1: <laughs> I don't think there are that many. Where are there so many Ashers?
2: Are there more yeah. than one
1: i there's a whole brimful. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: there's greg Volvend. there's greg kasavin uh yeah there's a guy named there's a guy named greg johnson who worked at binary systems who made starflight and then i think he also he went on to work for uh, toys for bob um greg costigan yeah mm, yeah he made uh pen and paper rpgs yep. he made a facebook game once right did he yeah it was actually not terrible it was like it was one of those sort of like mafia wars style like you know early social games Mm. but it it had some content to it Mm. like it he wanted it to actually be compelling to play and not just you know the particular kind of like psychological warfare against the player that Mm -hmm. those games devolve into so what else, Kevin? Oh, uh, that's about it. Lamp and vamp in 2048 is it? Yep. All right. It's good to hear. You've been working.
3: hmm
1: <laughs> Like you're supposed to. You've been working too much. Eh. I'm not saying take a vacation. I'm saying you've been working too much relative to the rest of us. The rest of us need to get our shit together. I see. Okay. I need to stop moving objects from one drawer to another <laughs> and start doing my fucking job. It's just this weird calm before the storm with Zapcon and a bunch of other deadlines. Mm. Zapcon is exciting. Zapcon yeah. is going to be good. We
2: should we should mention it once again will just you, in case you for
1: some out reason.
0: What, what video games you bought?
1: I, I found out what video <laughs> games I bought. I, I would have been able to tell you what video games I bought if I just couldn't say. I bought Arkanoid, Galaxian, Gyrus, which I'm super fucking excited mm. about because Gyrus was like my favorite when I was a little kid.
0: Is that the one that's like... Tempest. It's in a,
1: it's in a circle uh, it's it's not vector it's raster okay. game but you are moving around in a circle and it's 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 essentially like uh, Galaxian or Galaga but just like wrap around okay right um and it's the music is just like a chiptunes version of Bach hmm. uh and it's it's two warps to Uranus at a certain point and you eventually reach Uranus uh and Miss Pac-Man, I bought a Miss yes. Pac-Man cabinet. Yeah. So those are now assets that are held by my company that puts on an event called Zapcon, uh, which is a classic arcade and pinball convention uh next weekend. Based on whatever you're listening to this, we do it every weekend. So, uh, <laughs> uh what is it? April 12th? 12th and 13th. April 12th and 13th at or the Renaissance Hotel in downtown Phoenix. One of those. Uh, whichever one of those is a Saturday, yeah, and, Saturday a and a Sunday. Yeah. But anyway, it's fun. It's like, uh, Arizona Extreme only, um, Man, we saw the most extreme kid on the way to the restaurant. <laughs> oh it was a kid riding a skateboard down the sidewalk. One of those really huge skateboards. <laughs> like a like a like a longboard. Yeah. Except he was just kneeling on it with one like kneeling on it on one leg, one holding leg onto and, it, and, his and his then hands. just like yeah. kicking kicking with the other foot.
0: Yeah. Just sort of like shuffling his way down the sidewalk.
1: That kid was pretty extreme. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let him into Zapcon. <laughs> as long as he pays You gotta pay we're not running a charity yet man we need to figure out a way for zap kind of make some money so that it can continue to exist
0: Mm.
1: right now we really are just running a charity (laughs) we're just like hey you guys want to come over to our party where we have all the pinball machines okay cool I guess we'll just pay for that and then clean up afterwards
2: BYOB B -B.
1: B -B? BYOPB sure
0: peanut butter
1: yeah what I what I intended to say was pinball machines, um, but that would be PM. But BYO PM, there's too many ways to bring your own prime host, minister. Post meridian, bring your own prime minister. Yeah, bring your own uh, Perry Mason. <laughs> bring your own Perry Mason DVDs. That's <laughs> a, a weekend pass costs four seasons of Perry Mason on DVD. Why have Why
2: have so many people been watching Murder She Wrote
1: lately? Is that do you mean the, one do you, the, you mean one person?
2: No, there there this has come up with a bunch of people have mentioned
1: her lately.
2: Cuz like Lee Alexander was talking about it and Jake Rodkin was talking about it.
0: All I know is that Angela Lansbury's name is a killing word.
1: Are you sure that it's not a different series that we've never heard of that's new called Murders He Wrote? <laughs> I guess I'm not technically sure of that. Was there only one murder in Murder, she wrote, for the whole series? Oh. It was like, who, who murdered Laura Palmer, she wrote? <laughs> Question mark. Wait, no. Who murdered Laura Palmer, she asked, in writing. <laughs> murder, she wrote. <laughs> uh, Riff, have you been playing any video games?
0: Uh, i mostly just, uh, just been playing uh, Dark Souls 2. Well, I realized uh, last week I didn't really articulate what makes the game good. I kind okay. of talked about, you know, how hard it is. But what's really cool about the game is that it seems like the developer's uh, goal was to make a game that's as hard as possible while making it also as fun as possible. So, like, every everything they do that makes it hard, they balance it out with something that allows you to have some fun while you're dealing with the hardness or the hardship. Um, So like, for example, all the bosses are really hard, but you can summon other players into your game to help you kill them. And if you make yourself available for that purpose, then you get like if you win – if you help win a boss fight for somebody else, you get a bunch of extra rewards. And if you fail and die, there's no penalty at all. So like if you're going to be in, an, in a zone for a while, it's worth it to you to go ahead and put your call sign down and help anybody that calls you go fight the boss because you can't lose anything.
1: What's your, what's your call sign?
0: Well, it's, you don't, you're not actually, it's just your PSN name. Mine's Viper.
2: (laughs) Did you, did you happen to fight with, uh, Spicknasty420 or whatever?
0: (laughs) Oh, that would have been so good. (laughs) But no. (laughs) Um, and there's, they also do things like, um, uh, so like exploring is difficult because of the way all the monsters always respawn and, uh there's the the levels are full of like traps and ambushes and stuff but they balance that by having there also be a lot of like concealed treasure that you can find and also players can leave messages in the world for each other like you can you can put a little orange sign on the ground that you build out of a menu of words and then other people see that sign is there and they can click to read it and so people will put down messages that are that say things like "You know "Watch out for ambush or snipers ahead so it's 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 like you're only you're the only one playing your game, but it has this feeling this community feeling of like we're all in this together I of that mood. stuff
1: was there in Dark Souls One i yeah. think I never mm-hmm. really understood how the summoning worked
0: and stuff. And sometimes so the the counterpoint to the messages thing is that sometimes people lie. Yeah. So, like, there'll be a message next to a cliff that says, treasure ahead, try jumping. And then somebody else will put a message down next to that one that says, be wary of liar. <laughs> and uh, I would
1: pay $1,000 for the ability to just put a dick butt.
0: <laughs> there was, uh, as a glyph I have seen a message there's one area where you're uh, you're walking down this forest path and there's this sort of low stone wall bordering it and there's a dead corpse lying on top of the wall with its legs down so that as you walk past there's this corpse butt in your face as you walk by and somebody put a sign down next to that that said tongue butt hole." <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and th- I, they also – I
1: didn't – I think in the first one you couldn't <laughs> actually put – you couldn't actually construct a sentence out of words. Like you just had like a list of things that you could say.
0: In this one you get – it's a
1: fairly limited resource that you use to write those things too. Oh, but...
0: uh, this one, it's not a limited resource in this one. You actually – it doesn't use an object at all. It's just a menu option now.
2: Uh-huh. But yeah, so what, what is... prevents the entire world from just being covered in graffiti, I guess. Yeah, just
1: butthole, 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 butthole.
0: <laughs> um, I, I'm not entirely sure how it determines which messages you see and don't. Because, yeah, obviously there must be far more messages than I see in any particular game. Is um, it people who are near to you? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, also, a neat thing about it is that when you pull up, Someone's message, it gives you an option to rate it, to, like, put a plus one on it. If the person that wrote the message is online at the time, when you do that, they get a free heal. Huh. Yeah.
1: That seems exploitable.
0: It's not like a full heal. It's just a It's a little bit. But it's it's helpful, and it's a nice incentive to, yeah. to put messages that are either helpful or funny. When do you said you-, you get
1: rewards for helping somebody kill a boss, what are those rewards?
0: You get... Uh, I'm not entirely sure of the of the magnitude, but it seems like maybe between a quarter and a third of the souls that the actual player gets for killing the boss. Huh. And um, you get uh, free refills of like your Estus Flask and your spells and the durability on all your weapons. And it seems like they're also going to, in the next patch, they're going to make it such that if you are uh, undead at the time, it will turn you human. Hmm. Uh, because currently, it, uh, uh, apparently their original intention was that you would just stay undead, that this wouldn't even be an aspect of it. But there was some kind of bug that was causing it to occasionally turn people human from winning a boss fight this way. So they were like, ah, screw it, we'll just fix it so it always makes you human.
1: How does that work? If you're human you get a huge bonus to item drops but you can be invaded
0: uh in this one it's that i believe that's how it was in dark souls 1 uh in dark souls 2 you don't get uh you don't get a drop bonus for being human as far as i know and you can be invaded whether you're human or undead uh the benefit to being human is that only humans can summon other players or npcs mm-hmm. and un- as and as you are undead, like, the more times you die, you start losing uh, your max life bar. Uh, you lose, like, 10% of your max hit points every time you die. Permanently or just as a... Until you become human again.
1: Oh. Huh. And you, to become human, you have to, like, There's... consume humanity, which is a limited resource?
0: In, in this version, there it's an it's a consumable item uh, called a human effigy that they're... They're they're not super rare, but they're they're uncommon to Look, do they drop from rare.
1: monsters? I mean, can you farm them indefinitely? Once in
0: a while they're well, not indefinitely because well, the monsters, monsters, monsters stop. Spawn. Spine, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are a couple of monsters that you can farm them from that I know of, and you find them in chests and stuff. Hmm.
1: Like in the chests of monsters. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's where they keep them behind the rib cage. You're still having fun? Yeah. It's pretty sweet, the it's, put another
1: ninety hours into it,
0: yeah, I'm probably up to about seventy hours. Wow, and i I'm estimating that I'm about two thirds of the way through the game and part of this is because I play super slowly because I hate the thought of wasting souls, so like i will I will clear a path from the last bonfire to the boss door just like farming everybody out of the way and spending their souls because I don't want to I don't want to clear the path to the boss and try and fight the boss and inevitably die and lose all the souls I got on that path because that's wasteful. So I I end up spending a lot of extra time farming guys until they're gone so that I so so that those dude's souls don't get wasted. But not everybody has to play that way, but that's how I do it. And that's it. That's uh. That's that's about all I can think of to talk about. Yep, but excellent game. I recommend it. It's it is it is hard enough to be super satisfying when you succeed at something, but fun enough that you don't mind it being difficult to do that.
1: Huh. I'm definitely gonna play it when it's out on the PC.
0: What what's uh, what's stopping you? Like, why do you prefer the PC version over the? is it just because of better graphics? Or?
1: Uh no, I just will never I never stick with a console game mm-hmm. because I like my consoles are in a different room and often at this point in a different state ah, than I am <laughs> and I always have a computer and the computer always works like I turn on the computer and I don't have to spend an hour watching percentage bars go across right. if I want to play a video game like and I recognize that all these things wouldn't be a big deal if I used the consoles more often. Mm. Um
0: I mean, you You will also not have to deal with load times and they're kind of not great on the PS3. I mean, you get used to it, but it's like 20 second load times every time you want to warp between bonfires or when you die. And it's, Mm. it's, I mean, like I say, you get used to it, but at first it kind of sucks.
1: I mean, largely it's because I want to actually play it and I will stick with it if it's you know the only console game that I have finished in this generation was Batman Arkham Asylum Mm. which I would have just waited to play on the PC if I had known that it was going to come to it but the only way I was able to do that was by like every day when I got home from work I made myself play it because the first day I skip the day after that I come back and I just have no idea how the fucking controls work Mm. like I am too old (laughs) to play modern console games because I have never spent enough time with one of those controllers hmm. to really internalize how the control, like I have no fucking idea if it says press triangle, I have to look like an old man down at the controller uh-huh. to figure out which one is the triangle. Um, because I just never really had a PlayStation.
0: Let's do that. I guess
2: I forgot that I have, I've been playing a little bit of a uh, little big planet with oh, Melissa.
1: Really? Oh, right. Cause you have your, nice. you have your PS3 in your bed yeah and that's
0: that is, that's that's a pretty game i I didn't get into it as a platformer, but I like the I like the art style a
2: lot. one or two one we've just been playing one right now.
1: are got, you mostly playing the levels that the designers made or playing user creators? All
2: so far we're just playing through the campaign all the designed campaign stuff we just play it two player like a couple times a week we'll play for an hour. It's been fun.
1: Do you have any particular observations about it?
2: I mean, you know, all the standard stuff, like the the platforming feels really mushy and and whatnot. But it's, it's often funny enough when you f- fall and die. And they're so forgiving with extra lives that it's not that big of a deal. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that, like, I think I would be really sad about if I was trying to play it alone. Because there's so many things that you can only get with a second player um and so that's been it's been nice not having to skip all that content because i'm actually playing it with somebody
1: how does that work mechanically is it like a switch that somebody has yeah, to stand on it's they,
2: they have a ton of different mechanisms but it's usually like a lever or a switch and that'll either open up access to something or they'll actually be controlling like a little vehicle that you're in or whatever um there's yeah like i am continually amazed with the engine's capabilities for making new and different experiences like we just finished a level where you're riding around in a in an airship and you have total complete control over how the airship moves around and stuff just by moving levers and stuff
0: there's been some some really incredible user created stuff that
2: yeah it's it's really impressive
1: Mm -hmm. i have played a shitload of this uh disney interactive game on the telephone uh called Star Wars Assault Squad. I think it's called Assault Squad. I'm going to look. What is it called? I'm going to look. Assault team. Sorry. Oh. I don't know what I was thinking with squad. Oh, yeah. Um man, it's I don't sounds a lot better. I don't know how I feel about it except I like it's Okay. So it is it is a really straightforward turn-based RPG that is Star Wars themed. It's got this sort of collectible card element to it, like your all of the, your characters are cards and all of the items are cards. The the characters don't have equipment or earn XP, you just use cards on them to level them up. And so the cards have affinities and the characters have affinities. Then there are other cards that you have to use to, like, promote them past certain level tiers to, like, move them to different rarity tiers. And, I mean, if you give them some money, you can just buy some hero cards that are already at those tiers or whatever.
0: Is this, like, a Magic the Gathering kind of thing? No,
1: it's not at all. Like, it is just a sort of bog-standard turn-based RPG combat thing. They have... Every character has one ability that has a cooldown and then an attribute that is, like where at what point in the cooldown you are when the mission starts like the missions you you say I want to go on like this mission and then it is just a sort of a series of fights and then like an occasional like chest that you can open or like click this to have a little progress bar say you're slicing the door uh slicing <laughs> is the Star Wars equivalent of hacking yeah. you know um there is so little to the game but like i it, it's got <laughs> It's, there are so many terrible things about it, but I I don't know what the fuck it is about it that is like if it wasn't a Star Wars game I don't think that I would be playing it mm. if it was a CCG instead of just like straightforward JRPG combat I don't think that I would be playing it because I, I find that kind of satisfying mm. to go through I don't want to give them any money because I know that if I do it will I'll just immediately get bored with it and I kind of want to see like how much entertainment I can eke out of it without. Like, how far I can get before I either get bored with repetition and give up or, you know, just can't proceed. without. What
2: what keeps compelling you forward? Is it just the new content or is it...
1: There isn't even that much content to it. It's like, it. part of it is just the Skinner box. Part of it is like, oh, I'll bet if I run this app I will have all my energy back and I'll be able to play this app for two minutes while I'm pooping and kill some dudes and get some smuggler training cards so that I can make Han Solo level up and then I just put it away and le- like it's it is it's like from a tactile point of view it's it's satisfying you know you're like moving around these environments that are like oh there's some stormtroopers and like I'm going to hit this button and then this guy will shoot the stormtrooper with a blaster and it will make a cool Star Wars noise <laughs> and like I, oh God! I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. Like, there's a part of me that really wishes that this has just been a single-player Star Wars RPG that cost five dollars. Because, like, I feel like you could sell me one of those a day, right? <laughs> and I probably wouldn't play through most of them. But like, y- you know, you you had me at Star Wars RPG. <laughs> it the the the. the fiscal model, the monetization model of it, is not so bad. Like, you get cool stuff, and you don't feel like you're really being paywalled hmm. by it. I mean, I guess maybe you would if somebody who all they wanted to do was, like, play the story missions and not, like... So, like, there's there's a, there's a kind of a linear series of story missions, and then there's just, like, play a randomly generated uh, mission where you're going to get Force training items or force promotion items. And you do that. And then every day there's like, it's, it's it's force Friday. It's smuggler (laughs) Saturday. It's like,
0: and your dude cards keep their power ups that you've.
1: Yeah. They're just, they're not, they're only nominally cards. Okay. Right. Like they're, they're, some of the cards are just dudes and some of the cards are just items, Mm -hmm. but the items all the items do is either you can sell them for credits, which you can use to, like, buy new packs of cards, uh, or you can – it costs them to, like, level dudes using the cards. Like, the higher level a guy is, the more you have to spend to use a card to level him up, okay. an item card to level him up. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I can't. I can't recommend it, but I'm still sort of enjoying, like, just occasionally picking up a thing and, like, shooting some stormtroopers.
0: It sounds kind of cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, you should play it. Um, I also, again, even though I know this is a terrible idea, I bought Elder Scrolls online. Hmm. And I've been playing that because I want... it?
0: It it came out? Well, it's if you
1: pre-order... If you pre-order it, you get early access. So, like... No, it is not out, but it is exactly huh. the same as if it was out. Huh. <laughs>
0: um, so I want... basically they figured out a way to to forestall the complaints that the game is not done by making it officially not done.
1: Uh, I mean, it is done, I think. I mean, I I like I haven't found anything that isn't finished. There's it's there's there's a lot of bugs. There's a lot mm-hmm. of I spent a it's lot on, of time yeah. yesterday just sort of falling Endlessly watching the geometry of crow's wood float into the sky in front of me. And my guy just going,
0: ah, 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 because
1: he kept falling.
0: That sounds like a pretty good screensaver.
1: Oh <laughs> man. Everybody's so pissed when you leave because you lock your computer. So this is just a guy screaming. You also padlock the volume control on your speakers. And you weld the cable into the back of the... Ah, this is good. This is a good prank. Um,
0: Any prank that involves welding something is pretty good. I
1: want to play this game while it exists. That's why I bought it. Like, Mm. I, God, I I remain convinced that it is going to be a fucking disaster Mm. for them. But, you know, I like running around killing monsters and picking flowers and then taking the flowers back to town and making potions out of them and watching a little potion making experience bar mm. fill up
0: is the is the alchemy cool I really like the concepts between the alchemy alchemy and Skyrim
1: it is it is pretty much identical to alchemy and Skyrim it's cool. you so you need like a solvent which is always different kinds of water mm. <laughs> so far which <laughs> I, mm, sure <laughs> um natural you get natural water which you mm-hmm. find in people's canteens. You can't just like get it from nature. From a puddle. Yeah, there's yeah. like a there's like kind of a snarky thing in the intro to Alchemy textbook. It's like, and no, you can't just get it out of a puddle. Like okay. Uh and then you put two ingredients in it and they have to be two different ingredients and then every ingredient in the world has like four properties mm-hmm. that you have to discover and the only way that you discover it is by making a potion with two things that have a matching property. Okay.
0: Does it include because, like in Skyrim, you could find out the first property by just eating one?
1: Uh, you know, I don't know. I haven't tried that, hmm. but it's it's possible that that's a feature. Like, you right click on an item and it just pops up a context menu with a bunch of different things you can do to it. So maybe <laughs> that's uh, maybe that's one of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just you know, made guy guy has a sword and a shield today. I. Today I did a quest and got a cool fire sword. So nice. that's like, that's exactly the kind of thing that I want yeah. out of my video games. Like I want to do a quest that quest involved killing a great big skeleton nice. and then getting a fire sword. So like, okay, you <laughs> sold, this is my game. Um, the It's got the, the sort of modern MMO problem where they go to all this trouble to emulate the kind of fidelity of experience that you would get in a single player game from 10 years ago in terms of just it being like all set PC and like, ah, you do things and then the world change, like you burn down this building and then this building isn't there anymore or whatever. But the fact that it's an MMO means that like your best case scenario is that you see a bunch of shit that doesn't make any sense. And the worst case scenario is like, well, I'm supposed to kill this boss and I keep walking into this room where this boss is and then somebody else kills him before I can get across the room to put a hit in on him, Mm -hmm. so then he's just dead, and my quest objective is still to kill this boss. All right, well, I guess I'll leave this building and zone back in. Oh, there's the boss. Fuck, somebody killed him before I got there. Again, I guess I will leave this building and go back in to get a new instance of the building where maybe Mm -hmm. I can get over there in time to land a single hit on the boss so that I get credit for killing him. Why are you not in a
2: unique personal instance of something like that then
1: that is an excellent question because it's a fucking mmo like if this were star wars the old republic i would be in a unique instance like that and like it's got that weird thing where it's like if the instance has a red force field in it that means you have to go in there by yourself and if it has a green force field you're welcome to go in there with your friends Because it segregates people by quest states and, like, things that are part of your story Uh, that the person that you're with doesn't have anything to do in there. They can't go in there with you. But things that are just part of some other random quest, like, that's repeatable. You can go in there with groups. Like, basically, there's no point in these things being MMOs. Hmm. And they're getting all of the bad sides of having to exist in an MMO infrastructure and not really any of the good sides because... The reason that early MMOs succeeded, I think, is because the game design was so skeletal and sort of bad from the perspective of a single player experience that your only choice was to hang around and decide that you and the other people that are hanging around are in a cool club. And here's our secret handshake. And now we're going to go do something that's a giant pain in the ass because we can actually like stop other people from coming in and fucking it up. And like uh, there's just right now when i like mostly my experience of this game as an mmo is like well i gotta kill enough of these things to gather the ingredients that this guy wants for this quest but every time i see one somebody else kills it before i can get over there and kill I mean, it at and least get you've the got the thing. option of
0: getting a hit in on it to get some credit that is true Whereas it's like that's that's something that only has very recently happened in wow it used to be that That once somebody put a hit on something, it was theirs, and you just got to watch.
1: But it wasn't... I mean, I guess when when WoW first came out, the early zones had a lot of issues with people killing stuff faster than it could spawn, and so people were just waiting around for things to spawn so that they could kill it and finish a quest. The... And that that problem solves itself over time, right? Like when mm. when people are more spread out, then it's fine. Yeah. But uh, like, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. Don't have this be an MMO. Like, <laughs> just have it be. Do some sort of like Dark Souls-y ad hoc multiplayer, right? Where like you and a handful of other, like you and the people in your group, are in an instance of the world that's just yours. So like you go do stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There doesn't actually seem to be like a broader player economy in the Elder Scrolls Online either. It's like there's a tooltip that's like want to sell items to other players? Join a guild with them and use the guild store. Like, is that how the economy works? Because that's weird. You can join five guilds and there are like chat is spammed with like join our trade guild. Which, I mean, that's kind of cool, actually. Like, if there's, like, just yeah. one guild that's like, hey, everybody's in this guild, so we have a player economy that is, you know, whatever. And, like, maybe they set some sort of regulations. Uh, okay. And so if you, like, oh, maybe join our guild where we don't let people undercut by one gold or whatever.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess that's that's an interesting player-based solution. That's It's weird that the game at large would not support a global auction hall or whatever.
1: It also, I mean, I, I sort of agree with the MMO internet pundits who say that launching without a group finder tool that is as easy as WoW's group finder tool for running a dungeon is just suicide mm-hmm. for an MMO. Because if you want people to do group content, like, you can't just make people spam the chat saying, yeah, looking oh, for tank for this instance. It's never going to, it's worst. not going to happen that worked once
0: that yeah it, it worked until Ten nobody years ago. realized there was a better option but nobody would stand for it now
1: yeah and i mean the thing is you like you can listen to the pricks in wow chat who say dungeon finder ruined wow like Mm. which largely what that means i think is dungeon finder is a thing that came out right before i quit playing wow and would have quit playing wow anyway so dungeon finder destroys all the social aspects of it like like what social aspects like never seeing anything other in chat than looking for one more tank tank and we're good to go just need a tank and we're good to go looking for tank hey we're looking for a tank hey anybody tank (laughs) tank
0: real social yeah
1: like okay you're right yeah that was great Me and those people are real close friends now (laughs) because of all that good conversation that we had about how nobody wants to play a fucking tank. (sighs) Nobody wants to play a tank. It's true. Everybody wants to play DPS because DPS is effective. The game is about killing things. Yeah. Man. I don't envy anyone trying to make an MMO. (laughs) now like it's just a standard style mmo it so also it seems like they've made it so and this might have just been because i played in the beta and so it it did this for me like as a way of skipping the starter island but if you skip the starter island which is the thing that people after like the third or fourth beta round really wanted to be able to do you are kind of fucked like you don't level up by killing monsters as near as i can tell i have no idea how the leveling works in this game Hmm. Right? Like, Skyrim and Oblivion. Oblivion sucked because you'd level by jumping and be a guy who can only (laughs) jump and not kill anyone. Right? So you need to make sure that, like, athletics is not one of your tag skills or your innate video game asshole habit of jumping everywhere that you go just ruins your experience. In this, like... It seems like like every once in a while I will get a skill up after doing something that used that skill. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I uh, like oh, I just I killed a guy with a sword and then my sword skill went up. That was maybe related, but more often than not, I will just like get a notification that I have leveled up after I finish a quest and then just a bunch of my skills will increase by 1.
3: Mm.
1: I honestly I could not describe to you in a sentence Uh, Like, a sentence like, in WoW, you earn experience points, and once you get enough of them, you level up. I cannot compose that sentence about Elder Scrolls Online, because I have no fucking idea. I have no fucking idea how leveling or experience works in that game, but what I do know is that if you skip the starter islands, as near as I can tell, you're just fucked. You cannot... I, I had, like, four hours played, and two hours of that was me getting from level six like, turning level 6 to, like, 10% of the way through level 6. Huh. And everywhere I went, the requests that I couldn't do because I just couldn't kill the monsters. The the quests that were a couple levels higher than me. I kept asking in chat, like, can anybody tell me where the fuck I am supposed to go at level 6? Like, I can't get past level 6. And they say, do quests. And I say, where? And they, will, they would tell me about quests that just didn't exist. Hmm. Because so many things are predicated on oh, the quest chains that come from those starter oh. islands that oh. if you skip them, there are like a quarter as many quests out in the world. So, in a way, this makes me think that they were just like, oh, you just want an open world with no, uh, like, theme parky hand-holding? Here you go. Let's fucking choke on it. Yeah. Because fuck you if you want to get past level six, I guess. Yeah.
0: Can you... Can, I mean, can you now choose to go back? Yeah, yeah. To the,
1: okay. You can, and, and I did, and now I'm level nine. Okay. <laughs> so that worked. It's just, I, I don't know when, theoretically, at like 10-ish, it kind of opens up. Like eight hours into a character is when it kind of opens up, and I hope that that's true. Almost every monster that I fight is within a couple levels of me, no matter where I go. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there is some kind of scaling. And if so, how they handle that with multiple people around. It's Something that worries me is that this game is not going to get enough traction that anybody will make a fucking wiki explaining how all this stuff works Mm -hmm. so that I can then go back and read about it. Are you saying there's not a wiki already? I don't know. I haven't looked. It's in that weird area like that that just sort of like amorphous period of time for a video game where searching for a wiki is almost exclusively going to find wikis that people made in anticipation of the game's release and so every article is just like well they said in this one dev interview that this will happen like when a game gets such a big groundswell that all of these fans and i mean you know fucking friend of the show and community manager, David Bass is the, it's his fault that all this shit happens. Like, a big part of the, like, press strategy for an MMO is, like, here's a package that we are g- have to give to fan sites, right? Like, like, here's these assets that you can use, and here's, like, this, you know, exclusive information. And we're going to fly all the fan site people out to this thing to, like, wine and dine them and say, like, yeah, you should totally make a wiki for our game. And then they make the wiki, and it doesn't have any fucking information on it because there isn't any information. <laughs> and then when you go to search for stuff after it comes out, it's like, well... I guess maybe i will play this in six months well i'll come back here in six months when there's some real information on it except the game won't exist in six months so i won't be able to play it the game will totally exist in six months it'll probably just be some free-to-play nightmare
3: mm.
1: uh man everything makes me sad everything about money in video games makes me sad kevin what are we gonna do well, How are we going to fix this?
2: We uh, overthrow the capitalist system and uh, all games are free. Oh, sharing economy. Let's sharing yeah. economy. Oh,
1: sure. So if somebody wants to play a video game, they can couch surf me at my Airbnb. And that G is games. <laughs> yeah. Bed and games. <laughs> Bed and games. Yeah, yeah. video, That's pretty video games. Air video games. Air
0: <laughs> be- be- video games.
1: Um, I did uh, I did open an urn in a tomb and inside that urn was uh, an item that was just called drippings. <laughs> and then um, I later, I later found a, I learned a way. I looked at an ancient uh, bookshelf, and on it was a scroll that taught me how to combine those drippings with some goat meat to make goat roast. <laughs> so I did that. I'm like I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I used your ancestors to make my goat more succulent
0: but isn't dripping something that you get while roasting the goat (laughs) i mean i look you you don't you don't go buy some drippings (laughs) the secret
2: of elder scrolls online is that time is actually flowing backwards
1: okay (laughs) yeah i mean like so in order to make like
2: ore you need like a finished sword
1: yeah, like I discovered, I discovered this recipe that let me that lets me turn like these apple cores that I keep finding into apples. <laughs> Turns out those are actually just glass bottles, though.
0: Right. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Deep cut. <laughs> that. What.
1: What game was that?
0: It was a. It was an IF from like a comp like two or three years ago, I think.
1: Yep. Right, because it wasn't in it wasn't in uh, Counterfeit Monkey. Yeah. No. That you game with the shadow with world. Yeah, but what was it called? I don't remember. <laughs> Man, that's forever now. Forever now. Whenever anybody says anything about an apple, you're gonna think of it as being the same as a glass bottle. Well, an that
2: apple core, been. probably. But okay. yeah.
1: I right, we just took a little break. Went down to Superb blues Light Bulb Emporium. Bought some light bulbs. Yep. Uh, we put we put a light bulb that we thought. So it was a light bulb, a fluorescent light bulb that was in a pile of uh, broken fluorescent light bulbs that we assumed, yeah, hey, this one's probably good. <laughs> but then when we plugged it in, everything was purple. Huh. I mean, is that is that a defect or is that a feature? I, I don't know.
0: It did not appear to be a black light bulb. Now, this uh, is a
1: purple light bulb. Do you guys see anything in the news that caught your fancy, that caught your attention?
2: The uh, Fire TV was announced today.
0: Oh, yeah. The Amazon thing?
2: Yeah, it's like half Ouya, half Roku or something. Roku, yeah, game game platform plus TV, all in a small box that sits on your
1: Apple TV. <laughs> I think I share Jake Rodkin's mm-hmm. concern that what this is going to do is it's going to make it so I can't see Amazon stuff on my Roku anymore.
0: Yeah, I was I was going to bring that up. Eh, I don't think
2: that Amazon will throw away the money that roku has to be paying them to do that right like
1: you don't think i don't see any reason to expect them to allow their stuff to be used on direct competitors to a product that they sell although i mean i guess amazon still lets you read kindle books on the iphone so yeah Yeah. because i mean you're still gonna buy stuff on kindle
0: yeah you're still gonna buy the content so yeah
2: and so like amazon Gets money when you pay for something, regardless of where you watch it, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: So that's. I mean, I, I I don't really care. Like, I didn't think I wanted or needed any of these sort of like media center things. And then I've I actually have been really happy with having like a PS3 plugged into the TV mm-hmm. that I watch all the time because. It just it does Netflix and it's a DVD player and a Blu-ray player and video games.
0: Yep, you can get Crunchyroll on it too if you were, if you guys were into anime at all. What is Crunchyroll? It's like Netflix except anime. Why isn't
2: there just anime on Netflix? Why why do I need to have multiple services?
0: Uh, Crunchyroll the 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 difference between the Netflix the anime on Netflix and the anime on Crunchyroll is that the anime on Crunchyroll is. Uh, simulcast they they have license from the the actual japanese uh companies they get the episodes at the same time that they are broadcast in japan and translate them really quickly huh so you get to see the stuff like very close to when it comes out i
1: see getting the like i didn't think that i had any use for a set top box until i got my mom a roku and set it up, and I was like, fuck, I want one of these. Like, I would use this all the time, and I totally do. Hmm. Like, because I don't... On the television where I watch television, which is the one up in the bedroom, I don't have any consoles plugged into it. I'm not going to have any consoles plugged into it. But, I mean,
2: maybe that's the problem, right? Like, that would also
1: solve your inability to play console video games all Uh, at the same time. Except that's... the like. I want to play console video games on my biggest television. So put I, that in your bedroom. Yeah, but I don't want it there because it's too big. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, I'm, I, I'm sorry that your life is so complicated. Um,
1: it, look, I'm not saying that my television is so big that it can't fit in a house. I'm saying it's so big that I don't want it in my bedroom.
2: Okay. Mr. I don't want to sleep in the living room.
1: I don't. There's scorpions in there all the time.
2: (laughs) There's scorpions in your bedroom all the time. Not
1: really. There's scorpions in my bedroom occasionally. There's scorpions in the living room all the time. You know where I especially don't want to sleep? That little weird room under the stairs? Oh, God. That's where a lot of scorpions
0: are. (laughs) Seems like that would be a bad
1: place.
2: That's where the chowder safe is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. I also, I don't want to constantly be tempted by the allure of a safe full of clam chowder while I'm trying to sleep. You put You filled that safe with clam chowder. Yeah, so I'll have food if the if the apocalypse comes.
2: It's got like two five gallon jugs of water and then it just filled up all the rest of the space with clam chowder.
0: (laughs) Just buried. just the jugs are just buried in the chowder. Well right.
1: Well, the other thing is, if somebody comes, like if water pirates come looking for my water, they're gonna open the safe and be like, What
0: chowder, we don't need that. (laughs) I remember when I was not where we're
1: going. (laughs) When I was a kid, one of my dad's friends, who I think must have been drunk, gave me some advice. This this guy was a cop. Like, it was, like, one of my dad's deputies. And I don't remember if it was at a party or if it was at work. If it was at work, I hope he wasn't drunk. But he was like, if you ever find yourself in a dangerous situation where there's somebody, like, threatening you with a weapon, here's what you do. Just piss yourself. Like, try... To keep your dick in a position where when you piss yourself, it just soaks your shirt with piss and just look at him in the eye while you're doing it and just laugh. <laughs> what? She so was like, because nobody will fuck with that guy. <laughs> like, there is no way you're getting mugged. They are gonna wanna get the fuck away from you. And I'm like, thanks. I'm eight. But but I'll I'll keep that in mind. You and apparently have. I mean n- yeah, thanks. I will never forget this story apparently as long as as I live. Like that's that's good advice. That's good advice. Huh. Man, drunk cops. That you spend your childhood surrounded by drunk cops, you get some wounds. <laughs> Sometimes literal wounds. (laughs) My dad had a friend. My dad had a friend who was like an FBI agent who, in the days before like pagers had been invented, whenever this guy – I feel like I've told this story on the podcast before. Whenever this guy would come to a party at my dad's house, he would have to like call every 50 minutes. He would have to make a call. And he had like a calling card where he would do it without like generating long-distance charges. But he had to constantly be like telling them where he was. Mm. Right? So you had to check in every 50 minutes.
2: Was he an FBI agent or was he under house arrest? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, that's, why would he be under somebody else's house arrest? It's like, all right, you got to go live at a cop's house. And my dad was just covering for him. He was like, no, he's a spy. He's not, he's not a rapist. He's a spy. Because he, you know, he wanted to make sure I trusted him. Uh, anyway, he got drunk and shot me with a fucking Roman candle and it burned all the hair off my leg. Ow. I know. And everybody just laughed. I was like, you're, you're adults. You're supposed to be protecting me from stuff like this and not setting this kind of example. <laughs> like, oh, hey, hey, Philip, should I have pissed myself so that Skip wouldn't shoot me with a Roman candle? Because I don't think that would have worked. It's dark. He wouldn't have been able to see it.
2: But on the other hand, well, it yeah, probably would have prevented your hair uh, exactly. from burning off.
1: <laughs> okay, alright, I, but I would have had to piss down my leg, and since, ever since I got that advice, I keep my dick tucked into the waistband of my shorts, so that if I pee it will get on my shirt, I would have been unable to quickly adapt my, oh, God. Man, do you ever, do you ever just, like, say something out loud, and then in doing so, realize how fucked up your life was? Because <laughs> it didn't seem weird until, ugh. Anyway, you could always hear frogs. No matter when it was, there were always frogs. But what? Living out, living at that house.
0: Oh, okay. That's another
1: thing I remember: frogs and being told to piss myself defensively. I think that's another thing that frogs do. Oh, okay. Like if you sure. pick up a frog, yeah. it'll pee all over you, yeah. and then you'll think that that gave you warts when, in fact, you got warts from your gym coach. <laughs> Uh, did you guys see that uh, indie game uh, reality show collapse? Yeah, I heard
0: about that. I did not investigate further. It sounded, game
2: underscore Jam.
0: Yeah, it sounded pretty pretty cool. What happened? Like the guy, with, with all the contestants had each other's backs more than they yeah. were willing to deal. There was with a the... there
1: was a, a, a douchey producer, which in the industry is known as a producer.
0: <laughs> uh, so.
1: Do
2: you want to give some background as to what this was for people who have not heard anything about it? You,
1: why, don't, why, don't you, uh, why don't you summarize it?
2: Okay. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure. I don't know much about the the corporations involved, but it sounds like a a, a new media company, maybe Polaris, um, which has like a, a YouTube channel where they, they make a bunch of content, um, got in their heads the idea of doing a sort of indie game jam thing where they would get A bunch of teams together and have them do a a game or whatever um and they you know they approached some some indie game developers that they knew and and everybody seemed like that seemed to think that that would be a good idea you know and sort of get some exposure about like how games are made and that kind of thing and then somehow from those early days it kind of transmogrified into this kind of bizarre thing that didn't resemble a, a game jam anymore uh it got like some corporate sponsors and so there began to be all sorts of really weird sort of stipulations in the contract about like they had to drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah,
1: there were no beverages other than Mountain, other than Mountain dew, dew allowed like, on screen. No water
2: and stuff. It was nuts. Uh they had to like just a bunch of crazy stuff like that. The prizes for the thing was like a lifetime supply of Mountain Dew dew packs or whatever. Um <laughs>
1: Oh, like on Tatooine. (laughs) That was the thing that the Stormtroopers wrote around. Uh,
2: And then, like, uh, of the four days that they were going to shoot, only one day was actually devoted to making a game. And the rest of the days were, like, they had to make a Let's Play. That was, like, their first challenge. And they had to do, they were going to do, like, some competitive gaming. And they had to do, like, just a bunch of stuff that isn't really part of making an indie game or a game jam. Um And so it was just it just got really weird. And then on top of all that, like sort of uncomfortable weirdness was this uh, was this jerky like he wasn't even like officially part of the production. As far as I understand, he was just sort of a brand representative from Pepsi trying to make sure that like all the logos were always facing the camera and people were holding stuff in the right way. Um, They like Mm. one of the kids, uh, one of the guys had like colored nail polish and they made him remove it because it was interfering with the uh, the shots of the mountain dew cans and shit um but he basically the straw that broke that particular camel's back was him asking there were four different teams two teams were i think there was 12 people total two teams were just guys and then the other two teams each had one girl on the team and he was like just sort of I don't know if, I think he was just trying to like elicit responses. Um And so he was like, he asked the two teams that had just guys, do, do, so some of the other teams have girls on them. Do you think they're at a disadvantage? And then he asked the team with Adriel Wallach on it. um, Do you think your team has an advantage because you've got a pretty face on it or something like, just oh, something like man. that. And it, yeah. And it was just like, just super, super like sexist and annoying. And like, you know, Ad- Adriel Wallach's like this. She was, she's like been doing like hardcore engineering for years and years. You know, like I think she worked on it like, I don't know, uh, Boeing or Raytheon or something like that. She worked on <laughs> satellites. So I think she's like an aero, <laughs> aero astro engineer or something like that. And so, like, I don't, I think she said, actually, we're at an advantage because I'm an amazing engineer or something like that. And just kind of like, fuck you. Um, but like, just I think that like they finally were just like, you know, fuck this guy. Like this is just not
1: worth doing. So. And they just quit, right? I mean, the the developers just quit. <sighs>
2: yeah, then- I think yeah, I think the I think four <clears throat> people walked out immediately, one person from each team, basically, and then they just couldn't salvage it. Hmm. So,
1: I, you know, <laughs> so I feel like. Trip Hawkins is finally getting his, his dream of uh, game designers being rock stars because like it is cool. It is a cool part of culture now, but it is a cool part of culture that is so, so just by its nature incompatible with mass media Mm -hmm. and like reality television is the absolute worst exemplar of what mass media is capable of. Right. Like it's,
2: I thought it would I mean, have been funny if this was actually like a meta reality show or it was a reality show about reality shows and like this team that was trying to make a reality show about game jams totally just biffed it. And so like the team the you know the 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 reality oh, show man. team that was like <laughs> trying to make one about like A you know, reality survivor su- sewer workers or whatever is totally moving on to the next round or something.
1: <laughs> they just didn't know that that was like the level of the competition or something. Yeah. It's this frustrating thing because like guy- people like us, it bothers us that reality shows are fake,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah, I think for most of the audience, if you told them that it was fake, they wouldn't fucking care.
2: Well, right? so do you mean do they're, you wa- care they're that, watching it for the moment wrestling, the tr- is... yeah. Do you
1: I mean, I. Uh, yeah, I don't. I never got into wrestling. Yeah. And I, because it's fake. Like, I don't. Uh, like, I would. I would be more inclined to watch a boxing match than I would a wrestling yeah, match. Like even NMA though a wrestling NMA match would be way more yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's. But that's the thing. Everybody knows wrestling is fake and ev- everybody likes wrestling. Like, it's got mass appeal. I don't know if everybody likes it anymore. What's. I mean, what's interesting is that. MMA is like fucking not fake and mm-hmm. everybody likes that. Yeah. So so that's some progress, I guess.
2: Some um some friends of mine were on Junkyard Wars and Oh,
0: nice. Which version? Uh,
2: I don't remember. It was so the the season that they were on I think the they the the team that um, that my friends were on were were they were on two episodes. The first episode was two teams uh, just from MIT. I think mm-hmm. Um, one was like three, three women, one was three guys. Um, And then the team that won that went on to compete with, uh, against another team. And the, my, my friend's team was playing by the rules and the opposing team was breaking the rules several times. Like, just like they like, stole stuff from their, like section of the ju- the junkyard or whatever. And they, the, like, I think they were trying to build fire boats. So they had to like put out a fire with a, like a raft built boat that they built and they had to build their own pumps and stuff like that. And they put the, the other team, put out the fire with a bucket, which was specifically against the rules. Hmm. Cause the whole point was to build a mechanism to do it, not to like bucket right. brigade it. Um, and the producers let the other team do that and win, uh, even though it was against the rules because they wanted to set them up as like the bad boys, like the bad guy team uh, that was like to be the gross. Yeah, right. So it was like it was like they let them cheat because it was more dramatic and because that allowed them to establish them as the bad guys so that they could like,
1: get all the way to the end of the <laughs> season and then lose to the to another team or whatever. To, I mean, to to play devil's advocate a little bit, though, like a television producer knows a fuck of a lot more about making oh. television that people actually want to watch than no, some, I know. some dorks not, who want to play a game TV by rules, right? like, yeah. I'm TV show was bad.
2: I'm saying that, like...
1: No, it's, like, super, super dissatisfying to think yeah. about if you're a person yeah. that cares about well, order or well, structure yeah. Plus, or I rules. Mean, like,
0: Junkyard Wars was presented way more as, like, a straight-up game show than it was, like... A, t- a, reality, a, a reality, show. reality show, yeah. yeah. So that's... for this particular show that that makes a difference yeah well
1: yeah anyway it's (laughs) i you know i i think that that's probably this is probably going to be what gets pointed to anytime anyone in traditional mass media pitches anything having to do with indie game designers Mm -hmm. from now on which
2: i don't know i mean like indie game the movie was super compelling right like it just wasn't something that Lent itself well to real time. Although, you know, I, somebody who knew what they were doing and approached approached it with sort of more finesse, I think, would have been able to make something that was kind of cool.
1: You know, and I kind of wonder, like, if, if it hadn't, if there hadn't been the particular specific, like... <sighs> gross I, I, corporate sponsorship? Yeah, well, no, no, no. What I'm going to say, like, so I feel like there were a lot of people there who... Their integrity, their integrity combined with the environment that they're trying to create and the just overall sort of culture of inclusiveness that is trying desperately to be born out of this movement, mm-hmm. they could not abide some of the specific things that were going on at this. And so the right thing to do was for them to quit, right? Okay. I There is a part of me that wishes that it hadn't gone that direction with the grossness and that they had stuck it out and managed somehow to change it a little bit from within. Mm. Even though that probably wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean like,
2: I don't I doubt there were any cameras on the like Pepsi rep, right? Because like you would have had to show him and set him up as a douchebag, right? And then you could have had an interesting sort of like interaction character
1: play with them. Yeah, I mean, I guess they just don't, they don't have any control over it, right? It—it It is yeah. impossible to, like, it is impossible to throw a wrench into the works when the works are in a different room and you never get to see them. Mm. Right. Right, so all you can do is keep throwing wrenches, but then somebody else is just catching them all and, like, hey, look at this <laughs> wrench asshole. Like, he's wasting all this time and didn't even accomplish anything. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Reality TV. Mm-hmm. It bites. (laughs) So this assignment, Mercenary Kings. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Really? Really? Yeah. Huh.
0: I mean, I didn't get super into it, but I'm not really into that kind of game. I I feel like if you had described...
1: If you said this is, this is like Metal Slug but with some RPG elements, I was like, fuck yes. Yeah. I am excited about this. But, man, I just did not like playing it. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It is really fucking yeah, hard. it's
0: tough. It, it definitely seems like you're, like, a lot of the time you're not necessarily expected to win a mission your first time through. You're expected to, like, learn what the map layouts are and how to get to the goal and, you know, maybe you get it your second try.
1: Having to learn map layouts and there's no map,
0: on the screen there's I mean, there's a get, map you hit select and a map comes out oh yeah. seriously yeah
1: yeah well wow, that would have made a big fucking <laughs> difference oh also did either of you try to play this game with a keyboard no no jesus christ that was actually
0: the i had i uh, I was initially really enthused because uh it has full uh steam support for the ps4 controller which i fucking love but i was started having problems with my controller i don't know if it's not charging properly or what but it started dropping out at random so hmm. i ended up not able to to play very far but
1: i just
2: played it on windows with the xbox controller which is like obviously how it was designed yeah
1: no it totally was mm-hmm. i i was so flummoxed by the keyboard controls that i was like all right i'm just going to set this up like spelunky controls mm-hmm. but then the the key that you use to confirm key rebinding is uh-huh. one of the keys that you have to rebind. Oh, shit. And its use as the confirm key isn't saved into the binding when you change it. So you keep having to, like, go hit the old <laughs> confirm key to do it. And, like, I eventually just, la- like, okay, like, this... This is what it's like to get old. I tried to, I tried to reassign the keys for this game and I couldn't figure it out. Like I just couldn't do it. So then I just borrowed I borrowed Emily's Xbox controller for the PC and I played some So there's two there's two things that that just ruined this for me and like well three things. One of which is me being an idiot and not knowing that there's a fucking map because that would have been huge for yeah, me. Yeah, like,
2: and it is it is like ex- I I am constantly referencing it during yeah. the game.
1: Yeah, so that, I mean, I might I might go back and give that a shot. It doesn't to see pause if it, the game when you bring the map up, which is a little rough. Um, yeah. It So, the the ways in which this game is hard, I think, largely just require you to move real slow. No, just they just real... require you to
2: learn. I think it's just a question of learning. Because I, once I, like, started to learn what all the enemies are and how they were going to move and how they were going to attack it, I, be, I began to, like, be able to navigate the world relatively quickly, and it was fine. It was just interacting with a new enemy was just super frustrating because when you die you lose resources and then eventually you just the mission is over right like yeah. that was that was always frustrating
1: i the flo- the the delay on the jump is just unforgivable like delay on the jump yes hmm. there is huh when you are imagining like if you're building a platformer mm-hmm. when you you say all right what does it look like when a guy jumps well, he crouches, and then he jumps from that crouch, and that's what makes it look good, and that's what makes it easy to internalize, like, the animation that you need to do and, like, make it look like a guy jumping, but when you do that, it fucking sucks to play. Like, when huh. you when you hit the jump button in Super Mario Brothers, the next frame, you are off the ground, and... That is how jumping has to work in order to feel good.
0: Hmm. Like I didn't notice. I that didn't. At all. Yeah, I,
1: I also did wow. not have any problem. I, it was it like uh, it yeah. was nauseating to me. Like trying to jump in this game was nauseating. Huh. Weird. And constant. So I'm, I was constantly frustrated by that. And then the also is there a is there a way to reload on purpose? Yeah, or do that, you just have to fucking empty your clip?
2: That, I don't know. And also, the reload bar looks like a little quick time event. Yeah, it looks like there's I, a minigame
1: in there, but yeah. is there anything you can do?
0: Uh, I, yeah, it's... Well, okay, I, I, I was using a PS4 controller, so it might have been slightly different for you guys. But it's uh, when you can auto-reload, you can reload without emptying your gun by doing R1. And R1... That did, no, no. R1 yeah, brought that up Yeah, that opens the, up an
2: emote menu. Yeah, that oh, was an no, no, emote me. menu. Uh-uh. Yeah. Huh. So,
0: yeah. So, it must have been a different button config for you guys.
2: Well, um, there, I mean, I tried every button on the controller.
1: Yeah, every so button wasn't... on the controller, nothing reloaded. Huh.
0: Yeah. So, for... Okay, well, for me, it was when, when, uh, when you run out of bullets, the next thing that happens is the little QuickTime bar pops up. Yeah. And when, if you hit, in my case, R1 when it's over the the green. green the green section yeah it's it's a faster reload is what happens so yeah, it's, you either get the green reload which is very quick or the yellow reload which is a little bit slower or the red reload which takes a long time
1: okay like every time i got killed in this game i didn't feel like it was because i fucked up i felt like it was because well okay so i did fuck up by not reloading Like, Mm. I feel like when I'm playing fucking Metal Slug, I want a bullet to come out of my gun when I hit the fucking shoot button. Like, this is a game that is made by and designed. Like, why there is a fucking reload reload mechanism at all in a game like this?
0: It was kind of interesting, and I I got kind of used to it, but it's still... Surprising I mean, it lets them opinion. make
2: single shot guns that are incredibly powerful. Like it's,
3: I,
0: I, that's I appreciate I, I, the
2: design space yeah. that it enables. I, you know? I, I didn't get
0: you far enough put... in it to really <clears throat> experiment with the different guns. So oh I my God, there's so many guns, Maybe. Jesus you could limit Christ! Yeah. The
1: fire rate. You could accomplish the same thing by just limiting the fire rate, man. It like, ah, man. I don't know. I know that this is going to be this is a thing that is going to sound like just a baby complaint about the game because, like, of course you have to reload. That's what video games are from the, perspe- <laughs> from the perspective of. Somebody who plays first person shooters, mm. where that's a thing that you gotta deal with all the time. And
2: it's just I a mean, choice. I mean it's just a choice of system. I yeah, mean, yeah, you're right. Which you know, you if you don't like reloading, then you get a gun with a 32 bullet clip or something that just no, doesn't Well, because then I
1: feel like the times when you do have to reload are such a like bullshit surprise. And also, it would have been fine if I had if there had been a button for me to fucking reload.
2: Yeah. Okay. Now that I know that there there is a reload, I want to go back and remap that key. I I really like the game. Like, I got through all of the missions at the whatever the first beginner rank is, and got to the second rank. So I guess I did like twelve missions or something. Um,
1: I like the art, but I don't yeah. like the inability to distinguish between things that you can pick up and things that are scenery elements. You start to recognize what's what. Yeah.
0: But you shouldn't but, have to. But yeah, Paul Robertson's it's, art is really good. I'm a big fan of his in general. I kind of didn't uh, like
1: that the first mission was me rescuing a girl with big bouncy boobs. That felt gross.
2: I mean, I was playing a girl that was also that also had big bouncy boobs, so it was just gross all around, you know. I was pretty disappointed that they that they had the the sort of token female
1: Mercenaries. Like I just had to... a sexy tank top.
2: Yeah. And I was like, seriously? So. She's,
0: like, no, I mean, it just, it's just one of those things big, where, like, that winter coat and takes it like, off. Not
1: yeah. necessarily, like, you can't just say there's something wrong with that, but, like, nobody would have noticed if you hadn't done that. Like, nobody right. would have complained if you hadn't done it. Exactly. You know? I, I, I don't know.
2: It's just, it, like, it, it's gotten. I kind of also agree that it's just sort of, it's kind of been worn out. Like part,
0: part of that is also Paul Robertson's general style. He, he likes to draw boobs, which is not a defense of that, but I'm just saying it's not surprising. There's nothing wrong
2: me. with boobs. It's no, just no. like, it's just, it's right. just so, so typical at this point, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the, anybody who is in the process of making an animation of bouncing boobs should just like, Examine Stop. like is that yeah? Is, <laughs> we need this? I mean, if you're making like super boob bouncer, <laughs> two thousand, yeah, yeah, two thousand. That's that's a prime. That was the prime era for the. Bo- Did you guys ever play Frontal Assault?
0: Mm-mm. No,
1: I don't think I ever played it, but it was a g-
0: full frontal assault.
1: It was just a game where there were some. There were boobs. I think there was like an. They were wearing like an American flag bikini. And you would just, like, would punch them. And what you'd build up combos by, like, punching them in such a way that they would, like, pendulum around in an entire circle and stuff. Oh, my God. What?
2: Yeah, it was.
1: So this was the thing that got called out as being, like, really transgressive and gross, like, 15 years ago. Like, it it was, like, maybe not 15 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, but. But yeah, so yeah, so look that up if you huh. if you think we haven't come anywhere, gotten anywhere. <laughs> that was level two. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, this game was okay. I guess mm. no, I didn't like it. You didn't
2: like it. I, I I really liked it a lot. I'm I was super impressed. So this was I, a th- ki- yeah. kickstarted game. Mm-hmm. Like they did. I think they had a. Uh, like they made over a hundred grand. It's not finished. It's
1: not finished yet, right? Like it's
2: still That's is full it, game. Is it? I think it's, it's, not, it's
0: not. It's not early it's, access. It's content complete. I oh. said on the thing. Yeah, huh. yeah. Man, that j- PC version.
1: I can't believe. Well, I can believe it. I, it's weird to me that you guys weren't grossed out by the jumping.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I I'll have to go back and not look not at it because
1: I didn't notice it at all. Yeah.
2: yeah. Maybe it's just something that like I'm not. I will just accept anything as long as it's consistent. And I felt like it was mm. consistent. The problem that I was having control wise was I was at first I was trying to just use the D pad on my Xbox controller and I could not crouch reliably to save my life. So then I had to switch over to the analog stick, which worked fine, but there's something about trying to crouch while you're moving forward where the, the left and right have so much higher precedence over crouching that it was just, I was just mm. getting killed left and right. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't duck. You know,
1: I mean, do you think it's it's precedence in some meaningful way or is that just how the it's how that piece of plastic is made?
2: Uh, I don't controller. know. I, I'm i thinking that there's got to be some sort of tolerance when when you were pushing diagonally down. The game has to interpret. Well, do I crouch now or do I move forward? And it was choosing to move forward instead of crouching. For, and for my tastes, it just was. Oh, way can too.
1: you? We, I thought you meant you were trying to like crawl forward in a crouch. Is that you not can't? A, you can't crawl. Oh, you
2: can. You can roll forward. Well, that's not
1: very metal slug. <laughs> Is there like it seemed like there were a bunch of areas that I could have gotten into with like weird power ups. Like, it seems like there were things that, like,
0: like real low gaps, real low gaps, yeah. yeah,
1: And then things that you just like, things that were too high for you to jump to, and maybe Mm -hmm. you could get there from somewhere up above later in the level or something. I've everywhere that I
2: saw was someplace that you could get to by jumping from somewhere else. I have, I I don't know that there are going to be like bionic legs or shrink ray or something, but it's possible.
1: Yeah, the little, the little, like, minish cap Fox looking holes. hallways were the yeah. ones that made... yeah especially
0: and like... if there was like a bird or something on the other side of it that you could shoot and maybe it would drop something right and things like that
1: yeah i mean i guess there could be like a pickup vacuum which would yeah, yeah accomplish be, the same yeah, thing and yeah. not be super out of place i don't know that i i can't i didn't play it enough to know what would be out of place but
2: <sighs> i mean there are bionic power-ups i only got one of them The inventory, the limited inventory, was frustrating in a lot of ways. Like I wanted to be able to carry C four and a first aid kit and some rations, and just couldn't.
3: Yeah.
0: I wonder if that gets upgraded possibly too eventually. I
2: don't. I don't know.
1: I mean, because it's just that like sort of radial menu with the four things on it, right? Like, well,
0: I mean, maybe you get to carry more med kits or something. Sure. Sure
1: maybe I should maybe I should give this more of a chance. I just the the jumping and reloading were both so frustrating, and that's like that is not going to change, brother, mm. brother. <laughs> the crafting was the crafting is weird.
3: Like
2: it, there is not a lot of stuff that is a straightforward upgrade. Everything is like yeah. sideways like improvements in a lot of yeah. I mean, it's ways. like it's
1: like Team Fortress Two, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. But I mean, I
2: you want there to be, you want there to be some f- relatively clear indication that the stuff you're making is better in some way, and I just wasn't sure a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it does feel if you could comp- overbalanced. Yeah,
0: like if you could compare, like, because it's set up as like these crazy Franken guns, right? Right. But if you could, if you could take all the parts of a particular gun and and compare, like. The one actual gun to another actual gun, then maybe that would be a better indicator. Mm-hmm. But, but that's
2: a know. good point. I guess you could save a gun
0: configuration and then do a comparison
2: based on the quick loads of the various guns. But that's yeah, yeah. arduous.
1: Do you ever? Do you think you ever unlock more than two loadout slots like that? The, it seemed like you could only make two there were custom 15. guns. Fifteen. Wait, really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe I, I thought a, there I thought there were 15. Maybe I missed a scroll bar or something. I mm. I looked at that interface and got the impression that I could only save out two guns.
2: Oh, maybe I I only saved the one gun. I never I didn't have enough stuff that it made sense to even bother making a second one, but I for some reason I thought there were 15. Being able to make a second
1: gun that you could hot swap in a mission. Oh, yeah. Would be potentially would interesting. Be yeah, actually
2: right? that's true. I would totally have made if I if I if that was something I would definitely have like made like a sniper powerful sniper rifle and then a sort of just walking around (laughs) (laughs) gun
0: you know my usual day-to-day gun
1: your go-to gun
0: yeah well um you know
1: i don't i don't regret buying it Mm. and i don't regret playing it i
2: i am super impressed like they they did a kickstarter and then made a great game right like i i am i want to give them props for that
0: uh, for anybody that has a PlayStation Plus account, I believe it might be free on PlayStation Plus this month. How did you guys
1: find the performance? I like, I needed to put it in a window, but I never actually did because the tearing is had awful, awful tearing, which mm. seems super weird on a game that is like very much looks like a game from like 1990.
0: Yeah. Right. No, I didn't notice any problems didn't with the notice default any settings problems. Uh-huh. It's possible
1: that it
2: loaded at a lower like I didn't cha- I didn't do any video setting stuff at all so it might have just auto configured for my system.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean all of the things that I didn't like about it are are preference things and not quality things, I don't think. But the reloading was just super frustrating. Like I i understand that that is you know it's like oh you've got a barbarian in your rpg but you don't have a strength stat like in a game that's about guns Mm. there's not that many things you can have about guns and so your fucking clip size is going to be one of them but then like it's i mean
2: it rewards it rewards paying attention and like having you know reloading your gun before you get into a yeah uh, encounter and, it, and with it,
1: a, with a reload key that would have been fine, but given that the only way to reload was just to fire your gun into the air until your clip was empty, <laughs> that was super frustrating
0: yeah, and if you guys didn't have the the reload button that meant that means you were getting the longest reload period yes
1: every time, every time. <laughs> that's such a weird thing, like
2: why I don't know There's, i mean that must be just that must be just something wrong with the
1: most people, I think, you like most of the people using a controller on a Windows PC are using an Xbox right. controller and not a PS3 or PS4 controller, right? Yeah. Could you even plug a PS3 controller into?
0: I don't know if. They're just they're just USB. Are they just USB? Yeah, but yeah. I
1: know I know that Steam very readily natively supports Xbox controllers. I don't know if it has the same level of support for PS3 hmm. stuff.
2: Does it is it Steam that needs to have the support, or is it the individual game or the system? Well, I think it's both.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Because like, I basically end up using Xbox controllers for Windows games and PlayStation controllers for Mac games, because those two are just... It just seems like that is the obvious compatibility thing. Weird. <clears throat> I mean, it just works.
1: Well, for next week, where we will all be united again in glorious harmony around this very table
0: mm-hmm.
1: that Riff has piled up with all sorts of shit.
0: <laughs> well, like three things.
1: Mm, there's more than three there's things this on lap, this lap- table. Laptop Do you count a towel computer. as a thing?
0: Well, no, because the, ta- the towel is just padding for the keyboard.
1: Do you count a keyboard as a thing?
0: Well, yes, that's thing number three. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, for that, uh, for that show, our assignment is going to be the yog.
0: How is that spelled?
1: I
2: don't know. <laughs> I think I, I think that I don't know. <laughs> it's five letters, and I think those letters are Y A H W and G, but not the, yeah, necessarily are, in that order. Okay,
1: it is the yog Y A W H G.
2: Okay. Oh yeah! Wow,
1: that you, was pretty you close. Had it, yeah, you had it close. I'm not wrong. H uh,
2: G. Okay.
1: Yep. Anyway cool uh that's a game that we're gonna play and i don't know much about it and i am excited to play it me too so uh kevin if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for the segment that we're about to skip yes how would they do that
2: uh they could tweet us at vg on the twitters they could email us video games at gmail.com no shit VGHotDog at gmail.com. I never email us,
1: so it's, it's, like, it's like I don't even exist. You know, I'm beginning to understand why you printed out the thing and put it on the wall every yes. time. Yes. Yep.
2: Yes. Because I have the worst memory in the entire world. I, that's why I take notes and I'm re- referencing my notes during the uh, podcast.
1: Okay. well, uh, so, so I'll do this. You could Twitter us, at VGHotDog. You could email VGHotDog at gmail.com. You could website VideoGamesHotDog.com. And you could ask us for reviews on iTunes.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, if you guys have a podcast and you want us to review it, please let us know.
1: Yeah, we'll do it. We'll go and we will review the podcast on iTunes. You know, I always think that I'm going to review podcasts on iTunes, and then I go there, and I think, man, I don't... I don't wanna write reviews. What I wanna what I wanna do is I wanna like give constructive criticism, but that's not what that's for. Nah. And I don't know how to just say, oh, I like this thing. I like this thing. It's good and the guys on it are cool.
2: You could say I, I like this. I wish that they had more um talk about trampolines. Right? <laughs> I wish that they would stop talking about draining their pools. I, I you know, I don't know, whatever. Whatever your particular constructive criticism is.
0: And then you give it five stars. <clears throat> yeah, or four and a half.
1: So, I have a joke that I told the other day that just completely bombed, and no one understood the joke that I was trying to make, and I still think it's really funny. My girlfriend said, I have a B in English, and I said, with grammar like that, I'm surprised it's not an F.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, I get it. That's good. I okay. had to think about it for a little bit.
1: But... Okay, so Riff got it. I maybe explain it because Josh also got it, but he didn't he didn't understand oh. it the way that
0: Well, so it's got got to be as in I gotta be in English, as in I have to be in English.
1: Yeah, except it's I have a B in English. Yeah. Okay, so it's yeah, it is interpreting the letter B as the word B-E and having that be a super weird sentence. Wait, I'm confused. (laughs) Yes, I know, because it's not a very good joke. This is the (laughs) problem. Even though it is a good joke, it is not a good joke.
0: It's a good concept for a joke.
1: You, you, was the, got, was to, was you something. You she talking about
0: her
2: grade or was she talking about having to go to class?
1: She was talking about her grade. Okay, she said, "I have a B in English," which is not like uh I have a go to the store is not <laughs> like that's not a sentence, right? Okay, but All I right. have a B in English is a sentence if the B is the letter B. Right. So
2: I think I think I so I think what you could do to to. Let's workshop this. A little okay. Bit, All right. All right. Is well, you should you should be get going or something. And I'm surprised that with that grammar you don't have an F or something like that, right? So like enforce what you're the secondary okay. meaning that you're you're going for, and then have your punchline.
1: Okay. Okay. So I see. I think you meant I have to be in English and with grammar like that. I'm surprised you didn't get an F, <laughs> but because the thing. <laughs> the thing that I think is funny about the joke is that you say, I'm surprised you didn't get an F, which is... Implies that you understood what she said correctly, <laughs> and that's Cor- the, yeah. That, that is the good yeah, thing about yeah, that. Is why the yeah. joke is good. But then uh... everything, everything else you do to actually articulate that <laughs> makes the joke worse. Like ah, this is one of those problems like we run into with interface stuff in Kol, where it's like th- we will confuse people by making this objectively less confusing. <laughs> <clears throat> huh. Ah, God, God, I don't know what to to do with this joke. (laughs) It's it's like, man, we're going to do all this work, and we're going to figure out the perfect joke, and then everybody's just going to clone it. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to send us a listener's mail about how to turn that into a joke that makes sense... It's sort of like there's no good way to tell the the Charlie Brown joke that I made up about oh do you remember that one Charlie Brown special where he and his son open a junkyard in their living room and then their father comes home and he's all disappointed and he says "wah wah 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 wah", wah, wah, wah. <laughs> But it takes too long. It takes too long to set it up. And then they have to know that song and like yeah. which I mean you know it's a good way to like the people who don't think that's funny like all right you can like you can just leave like well, you don't you no. don't get to be in my zombie safe house anymore
2: The problem is is when you say he and his son set up the whatever it, like at that point you've you've already hit a road Hit a road bump. <laughs> you
3: yeah, you've lost him because Charlie Brown doesn't confusing. have a son. Yeah. Have a great weebly doo will ly peoples.